This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, I am so honored and thankful to have six experts on nervous system regulation, what in the world it is, why it matters, and how to learn to work with your brain and your body so that you can feel really safe to earn more, to keep more, and to expand. As someone who went from zero to 10K months in the online space in less than a year, I knew nothing about this, quite frankly. I'm trained as a therapist. I have my master's in counseling. And yet after my first 10K month, I had a massive contraction and I had so much shame around it. I didn't know how to regulate. And so I am super proud of this season and honored that each of these guests are sharing their wisdom, their vulnerability, and their experiences with us. You're going to walk away knowing exactly how to implement in your own business and use these tools so you can create your own version of freedom. So my name is Jen Underwood and I am an emotional mastery coach online. I go by the emotional dominatrix and I like to joke that I make people cry for a living and then teach them how to like it, (laughs) but in like gentle, safe ways. But I work with people often around leadership and their businesses, really helping people to navigate and learn how to find safety in the full range of their emotions and to regulate their nervous systems, to ground into their bodies, to move trauma out of their bodies, and to notice all of the ways in which we are often acting out of strategies and getting in our own way in life and business. And I find that it's then like this easy doing where there's not a lot of resistance, right? Like when we're accessing that place within ourselves. And I'm curious if you have like languaging or tips around that to expand on like how you work with people in that, because I think sometimes it can sound really good in theory, right? But then when you're like in this place of going, yeah, 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 but wait, I am just doing all the things. I'm not actually accessing the being of like how you help people to to differentiate that. Yeah. So another continuum that I work with a lot is the truth and compassion continuum, which is very like, like, and they, they kind of mirror each other, the doing and the being and the truth and compassion, right? So if doing is like, I just have like a hundred things on my to-do list and like, we're not at all like worried about, you know, how we're feeling or whether or not we're even doing the right things, right? Like that truth piece can be very much in that. So on the truth and compassion scale, like too far on the truth side of things looks like that overcritical piece, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, like, I'm like, it's like very heady. It's very critical. It's all just like, this is how it is. This is the rule. This is how you play the game. It does feel very bro markety when you go to business. And I think you can go too far into the being side too. Like, and I think that that can Mm -hmm. look like too far into that compassion side. So when people are like, yeah, but I'm nice to myself, I won't get anything done. (laughs) And like, we always talk about this piece. 
<laughs> because because this is the fear. This is where this comes from. Like, this is why we don't want to be nice to ourselves because we're like, then I won't do anything. And there's some level of truth in that when you go too far to that other side. Mm. So too far on the compassion side is just like completely letting yourself off the hook, right? It's just like, oh, you know, it'll all get done eventually and it's all fine. And, you know, I just- I'll do whatever feels great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like everything's okay. And it can look, you know, in, in business world too, like this is kind of too far on that, like, pleasure-based business side too, where it's just like anything that feels good makes you money. Like, okay, well, you know, never touching a computer or being in your business, probably that isn't going to actually work, right? There's some like, there's some truth that needs to get put in there. And so, so one of the things I like to describe to people is it's like, it's not about the either or, it's about the blend of the two like these things are far ends of the scale. And, you know, if this is a one to 10 scale, you want to be at a five or a four or a six. You don't want to go too far to the extremes. And when we go too far to those extreme sides, that's actually when we get into our trauma responses. Too mm. far on the doing side is a flight. And too far on the being side often turns into a freeze response. You know, it's like we have to find the middle ground. And from that place, it is just like the doing is really easy and the being is easy and everything's integrated. Yeah. So there's so much I can ask and say. I'm like, okay, what do we go with? I'm going to, I'm going to say, so a client comes to you. And it's like aware that they're very dysregulated. They're like, okay, I'm finding myself in this place. Like what's um, a grounding tip or a way that you help them to get more to toward the middle when they're on this continuum, if they're on one side or the other. Mm -hmm. So I have a process that I work through clients with called um, emotional mindset. And what we do is we, we kind of work backwards. So from a really dysregulated place, the first thing to do is like have an emotional response. It's like do some kind of emotional release technique. And so what that could look like playing on the client is I might find a song that's really going to like punch them in the gut, quite honestly. <laughs> Make them cry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that like deep wound that you had from childhood. Let me find a song that really pokes at that. But something that's like, something that's going to bring them into their emotions. It could look like doing a shaking exercise too. It could look like, okay, like what are we, we're going to do something to do a release, an emotional release. Once we release the emotions out of the body, it's easier to be to clear the mindset blocks. And then we just run that process through again and again. But what dysregulates us is a combination of the thoughts in our head and the buildup of emotions in our body. Mm -hmm. And 
when we have negative thoughts in our heads, it's like the tap is on and it's just running water into the bucket that is our body. And even if you turn off the tap, if the bucket's full, it's full. Like you're not going to replace it with anything else. Right. So we have to kind of like run both. And it, it tends to just be a longer term process of like, like we have to practice this again and again and again until it starts to feel safe to be in that calm place. I mean, you're telling me there's not a magic pill and I can't just do it once? No, there's not a magic (laughs) pill. I wish there was. I do think that even if there was, most people wouldn't take it. We wouldn't take it. Like, we just wouldn't take it. I mean, I, I mean, I joke all the time, like, I don't know about you, but I use a lot of like dating analogies and gym analogies with clients. Just find that those are very useful and people can get their heads around those. And so I'm always like the diet and wellness industry should not exist. Like eat better, drink more water, get more sleep and move your body, period. The end. But it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. I also use a lot of, I use a lot of like gym analogies, mostly because I feel like people get like body stuff too, more than they get emotional stuff. So, you know, like I tell people, I'm like, this isn't a pill that we're taking. It is a muscle that you're building. Uh, one One of the ways that I often describe what I do is I say, I'm an ultra marathon trainer for people who've never gotten off the couch. Like, like, <laughs> like that's, you know, that's really, it's like, that's what we're doing. Like, if you haven't gotten off the couch in five years, like, it's going to be like, stand, move around your living room first, like move around the block. And that's going to feel really exhausting until it doesn't. And then mm-hmm. it's going to feel really easy. And then I'm going to tell you to walk a mile and you're going to be like, oh my God. And that's going to be exhausting until it's not. And then it's going to feel really easy. Right. And it's like, it's going to take a while, but it's a process. And no one expects a human who hasn't left the couch to get up and run an ultra marathon tomorrow. Right. Like that everyone would be like, that's insane. And the same is true with our emotions and getting our nervous system regulated. Which is so wild. I mean, I know we all know this, but like I tell clients this all the time and I used to be this person too, but then it's like, okay, cool, Jen, I'm hearing you say all this, but I see Sally over there having overnight success and her over there. And it's like, it's all bullshit. Like no one's having overnight success. It's just the marketing angle. And I'm all for like, take up your space, celebrate all your wins. Like I am here for all of it. And there's always a backstory. So can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. I loved being here. Thank you for having me. So you can find me online on Instagram at the emotional dominatrix. And I also have a Facebook group that can be accessed through my Instagram account and my website, which is emotionaldominatrix.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Yep. You're so welcome. My name is Dr. Lee Cordell. I am a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner and a certified clinical trauma professional and uh, am the CEO of the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. So in the work that I do, I help humans release shame, 
really understand how their past painful learning is affecting them in their present situation and create a life that like feels really, really good to live um, from a relationship standpoint, both the relationship with themselves and the relationship with other humans. So I'm curious if you've seen any like massive shifts in terms of like the work you've done over the last two years, or if you feel like it's all just like, (laughs) oh yeah, I was like, I feel like I just answered it with that. I'm a, I don't know if there's any human design people out there, but like, I'm a sacral authority. So I make noises. Like that is how my, my husband's like, you communicate like a, like a animal. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know how, if I like something, cause I'm like, mm, I'm like, mm, that's, that's my, <laughs> so yeah, my work has fundamentally shifted. I actually have a few clients who've been with me for several years mm. and they're like the, they're like, not that you weren't a great coach back then. Like not, not that you weren't, we didn't learn something. Cause obviously we're still here, but like the depth to which you can take people and hold them safely. Mm and help them back out is Mm. so much deeper. And that like, we credit that to the personal work that you've done. Yeah. You've gone and practiced coaching and yeah, you've gone and gotten certifications and done those things, but like you went first, like you just said, you went first. And that I think has just been so deeply transformational. This summer I ended up in a, what I called like a dark week, dark weeks of the soul where Mm. I had a massive remembrance of a childhood trauma. And it happened while I was 16 hours away from my home with my kids in Florida, in a vacation home with like no support, no one else around. And we had driven there. It wasn't like we could just hop on a plane and fly home. And so I had to like pull every tool out Mm -hmm. of my toolkit. And even there, I was like, okay, we don't have enough tools. So like, let's go get some more. Ended up hiring a trauma-informed therapist and like doing some other things. And that was like, it was so hard being someone coaching other people in trauma and and going through this experience Mm. actively while also trying to serve others. So like learning about my boundaries, learning how, you know, how much capacity I had in different situations. Mm. And then the Institute was actually born out of that because I took so much time to like, to heal myself and help myself that at the end, I was like, everyone else needs this. Mm. Like we need to create a space like this. So yeah, to answer your question, I think the transformation has just been like, the more I've worked through my own things, the more I've experienced this, it's like my nervous system has learned how to hold that depth and that heaviness of a situation And so now when other people come to me and they're like, my stuff's too heavy, like I can't, and I'm like, bring it, right? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? (laughs) And they tell me, and I'm like, and I say this very, I I don't say this in a flippant way to them. I say this in a very like comforting way, but it's like, that's it. Yeah. We can do that. We've got this. Mm. Right. And I think that that's like such a, there's usually like a sigh, right? There's a drop of the shoulders. Like, okay, cool. I laid out all my stuff and it's fine. I'm still going to be accepted. I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be not judged. I'm still going to be seen and heard. And there's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that message is so important. And like one of my critical messages that I desire for every human to like, not just know, but like know in their soul, Mm -hmm. like 
we're just told from every direction, regardless of where you grew up, how you grew up, whatever that looked like of like, you're broken, you need fixing, whether it's school or mental health or that, you know, like there's always some direction, your body, what you look like. And I just want that to sink in to the core of every human being of like, you have nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that you, you share that message. Cause that's so such a thing with us. And, and one of the things that we've been doing is like really correcting language, choosing different mm. language. Right. I used to say, Oh, that's crazy all the time. Mm. And now I'm like, Oh, that's incredible. Or like, Oh, that's unbelievable. Right. There's so much in how we speak mm. and in the words that we choose and in what that language means. And even just like taking inventory of how we speak to ourselves in a day is so clarifying. Like it's, and even <laughs> now yeah. there, the other day I was, I forget what I did. I did something and I heard my brain say to me, oh, we're so stupid. I was like, oh, like hi thought, where did that come from? Right. But I remember I used to think that and believe it was true. My brain just like re-ran a train down that old pathway that we don't go down anymore for whatever reason and threw that thought in there. And I was like, oh, but no, we don't, we don't think that way anymore. But like that has taken years and years and years of practice. And that's taken like years of intentionality and going into situations and surrounding myself with people who also don't talk that way. Right. Who Mm -hmm. also are like consciously choosing different language. So I think like one of the things and, and coming from the medical, the healthcare community as well. Holy cow. Mm. I mean, mm. we dissect people into parts, right. And we're like, okay, this part is broken. So we're going to just fix this part. And then the rest of your body is going to be great. And like, we forget that people are whole human beings, mm. which is one of the many reasons why I no longer work as a practicing clinician is, is mm. because it was so hard to see people as whole and then have the system say, okay, but like you can only do this part. And also you have to treat them as if they're broken, not as if there's their body is sending us a message. Yeah. And I would love if you could tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. Thank you. It's been awesome being on here. You are a fabulous interviewer. I just want to say that. Oh, Uh, thank you. (laughs) Seriously. It's amazing. So we are at instituteforTrauma.com. That is where you can find our free Facebook group, learn about our certifications and our teacher trainings and get hooked up with our free resources at the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. So that is where I live these days is actually, you know, having somebody who used to have their, who used to be branded as their own business and now getting to find, found something like this. It's so cool Mm. to like be part of something bigger. That's like not about me and is about the thing. So you can find me and us, the team over there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lee. This was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. So my name is Krista Bevan and I am a coach primarily for cycle breaker moms, but really anyone who's interested in doing the foundational work of nervous system regulation. This is work that is near and dear to me because it is the thing that helped completely transform my life. And so it's something that I am passionate about in, again, in my own life, but also teaching to clients 
I am a certified TRE provider, which is tension and trauma releasing exercises, which is one of the modalities that I teach to clients in doing nervous system regulation work. And I'm just really passionate about how our body holds on to things and how we can work with our body to release things to live our best lives. Well, so often I think, right, something can feel so far away and overwhelming, but when we're getting this like sense of, oh no, that's what I want. I feel so far away from it, but that's actually what I want. Like, do you find that that's a place where it's like, yeah, the universe, your body, whatever you want to lean into is actually calling you to say like, yeah, this work is, is for you. Yeah. So I actually, if I can tell a personal story about how I sort of came to this work, this was sort of what happened to me. So I had my first panic attack, which you want to talk about nervous system dysregulation, a panic or anxiety attack is an extreme symptom of that. So I had my first at 12 years old and I would continue suffering from panic attacks for more than 20 years Mm. before I found relief. And it wasn't until I sort of got to this place of surrender and realizing that the approaches I had been taking which were a lot of things like talk therapy and and sort of what we call top-down approaches, so working with the brain to affect the body, they weren't working for me. And I came to this sort of light bulb moment where I went, I don't have anything left to talk about in therapy, (laughs) but I still feel like garbage on the regular. So what gives? What am I missing? And it hit me. I realized what I was missing was including my body in the conversation. And that totally redirected my life. It, I put out a call to the universe, if you will, like, show me the way. Okay, here I've had this realization. Give me something that's going to help. And quite literally within the ma- a matter of a few days, I came across a TRE workshop that was in my community. And I went and I tremored, which is what we're tapping into in TRE is a natural shaking mechanism that your body has as a way of regulating your nervous system. And I tremored and I realized this is what's been missing. And it gave me that glimmer of what I knew was possible, but I wasn't really experiencing in my life. And that gave me a taste of it. And then it gave me an opportunity and a pathway to find more of that. Mm, Such a beautiful illustration and probably also equally terrifying, I imagine, while you were on that path, especially the first workshop that you went to and like, what am I doing? How did I get here? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at that point I was feeling better because I felt hopeful that I had found something that might actually Mm -hmm. give me some relief, but I'll tell you the process to getting there was really disempowering. And that's Mm -hmm. what happens. I think so often. and, And I see in clients that I work with is that when we are living our lives in a place of dysregulation chronically for long periods of time, we often end up becoming feeling betrayed by our body and by our body's stress responses. And what that does is it leaves us in this sort of place of contention with how our body is responding to things. And then we feel like we shouldn't be responding that way. And then that actually puts us in a state of survival even more, which dysregulates us. And then we stay in that. It sort of becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy and the sort of hamster wheel that we get stuck on. And so when, and this is why I believe in the power of what I call nervous system literacy, which is what I teach to my clients to understand more about their basic nervous system physiology so that they can use that knowledge to go from their stress responses, feeling like stumbling blocks to actually realizing that they're superpowers and that we can learn to work with them, right? Because 
that feeling of being disempowered and feeling betrayed by your body is shitty. It's a, it's a shitty place to live. And when we can switch that around and we can actually take that power back, it's such a validating feeling. Mm. So when a client comes to you or someone in your sphere is feeling this, because I'm sure we've all felt this way. I certainly have. Sounds like your experience as well of a feeling that almost betrayal from your body and feeling, or maybe feeling really outside your body, which is a normal experience. I even, you know, even in the work I do that I talk to my clients about because we're not taught how to really live integrated in our bodies. And so I'm curious how you bring someone back to their body and how to start finding their power again, because it's that, it's that place, right. Where it is like, okay, so I know I want this, but I feel so disempowered. How do I even begin to take that first step? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So any kind of embodiment practice is going to be really helpful, right? So a lot of it's mindfulness and then a lot of it's also movement, which is something that Mm. is also sorely missing from our lives, right? Even we're having yep. this conversation, we we're sitting, I've been sitting at my yeah. desk all day long. I don't know what, uh, what it's been like for you, but we're just missing movement as a piece in general. Right. And especially when we're doing embodiment work, moving with mindful intention is a really great way to come back into the body. Now that's sort of like the 10,000 foot sure. approach to this. Right. And then there's practical things that we can do like TRE and shaking and tremoring. There's things like tapping, literally just Mm -hmm. there's tapping like EFT sort of emotional freedom technique tapping. That's Mm -hmm. a little bit more structured. And then there's also literally just tapping on your body, just feeling your body. Now I'm tapping on my desk, but noticing your body, right? Grounding exercises where you're planting your feet on the ground and feeling the weight of your body into the ground, right? And doing all of this again, with that sort of intention and attention on what you're doing. Another thing that's been super helpful in my own practice and in my clients' lives is trauma-informed yoga. So Mm. yoga that's really sort of invitational and allows you to drop in again to the space of awareness about your body, I find can be really, really helpful. Yeah, I love all that. And I mean, personally, I can say as well, like I'm trained as a therapist. I have a master's in counseling, worked as a therapist for a while and have been to more therapy than most people I know. And I found the body work to be some of the most important, like similar to your story. And, you know, even just when I really got into yoga and treated that as my therapy, instead of going to talk therapy every week, like that was a game changer for me because I started to attach more of who I was to who I was being versus like almost the separate identity kind of thing that I think can happen when we're like talking about problems or things in our lives versus embodying, embodying them, which I know, you know, cause this is the work that you are deep in every single day. But I think it's just such a brilliant reminder of like how those simple micro movements can also make such big change. It's not like you have to do an hour yoga practice every day. Like you could spend three minutes in a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice or something that's really, really getting you into your body and see, I think so much more change than a lot of the other things that we think are going to make these massive changes. Because again, they're encouraging us to live outside of our bodies. 
Yeah, that's such a great point about that as sort of externalizing these problems, right? And and the other thing that it does when we're just when we're just talking. Now, don't get me wrong, I love talk therapy. Talk therapy yeah. is brilliant. It saved my life. I highly encourage it for everyone. But it's not enough because here's the thing is that so many of the symptoms of dysregulation are actually physical symptoms, right? We think even mm. of anxiety and depression as being mental disorders, which mm. if anyone's listening to this has ever experienced anxiety or been depressed, you know, it's actually really more physical than anything. It affects your mm. mental state, but it's a very physical expression. Even going back to my own story of experiencing panic attacks for 20 years, panic attacks are a very physical form and release of pent up survival energy in our bodies, right? So it only makes sense. It's one of those things for me in my own life. It's like hindsight is 2020. It's like, of course we need to include the body in the conversation because the body is holding on to the issues that we're struggling with. So when we talk about things sometimes and put them only in sort of our intellectual brain, instead of deeper into our limbic brain and into our body, it's, it's the hard way of doing things, right? I don't know about you, but I like working smarter, not harder. And for me, the path to that was really through my body. Yeah. I mean, to me, one of the most life-changing books, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, but is the body keeps score. And, you know, just if you've been through any level of trauma, which honestly is every single human alive, right? Like yes. we're, we're so easy to disqualify and be like, well, I haven't, it's like, no, 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 you're alive. You've been through trauma. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious if there's any other books or resources like that, that you, uh, kind of have as a go-to in your world. Mm -hmm. So book that I've read recently was widen the window by someone whose name I cannot remember right now, Dr. Elizabeth Stanley, maybe you'll have to, you'll have to okay. check me on that before you put it in yeah. the show notes, but widen the window is great. I see it as a really, if you liked the body keeps the score, widen the window is a great sort of companion book to that. If you're looking for something that's a little less heavy on the neuroscience, mm -hmm. how to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is everyone knows as the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She has a really great book. Another option again for things that are a little bit less science heavy is what's the name of it? The Call of the Wild by Kimberly Ann Johnson, which is a newer release that came out earlier in 2021. And that's an excellent book, especially for people who are new to this work. So any of those would be really great resources to get started with. Okay. Awesome. I so appreciate that because I'm always, you know, learning and growing and I, you know, both selfishly and for the world and my clients, like I'm loving being able to have this conversation with people who know so much more than I do about this topic, because I just know it's so key to being embodied and to expanding. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Sure. So you can find me on my website, which is kristabevan.com. And then that'll link you out to all the other places I'm on Instagram. I have a podcast. I have a Facebook group and all of that will link from my website. Uh, thank you so much, Krista. Thank you, Carrie. Ah, what another great episode. I cannot even tell you how much of a joy it is to get to interview these experts in nervous system regulation and share this with you. So I really hope that you are integrating these nuggets, especially this one with living in our bodies versus betraying ourselves and how 
much we're conditioned to live outside of ourselves and operate on autopilot, quite honestly, right? And so this is just a reminder and invitation to take some breaths, to calm your nervous system, to get into your body and to really utilize all the tools that our guests have shared with us today so that we can live more whole, more integrated as our full selves. So it has been such a joy to bring this episode to you. I know I am walking away with such amazing nuggets that I can't wait to expand upon in my life and also get to use even more in the work that I do with my clients. Because what I know to be true is information is not the problem. And I say this often, but it's really, really the truth. It's the integration, it's the healing, it's the living inside of our bodies. So my invitation always is to figure out what you need, what kind of support so that you can actually get the things that you want in your life versus waiting for some day or envying people on the internet or feeling triggered and jealous by other people. Because I know I was, that's for sure, until I decided that I got to have the life that I knew was calling me and that I did the really, really uncomfortable work of hiring coaches, of investing before I felt ready, um, and really learning to regulate my nervous system in the process so that I could continue to expand. And honestly, so I can continue to do that work of expansion and holding more and more people in the containers that I run. So I invest heavily in support because I believe it is so essential that we not only give support, but we receive support. So if I can support you, I would love to open up that conversation. I am giving away three discovery calls this month complimentary 30-minute calls where we will dive into how in the world to do this work in your business. And really the number one mindset shift that you can make both within your mind, but also your body to get the results that you want to have that multiple six-figure business that you desire to run from anywhere. So please reach out to me, go on over to Instagram and send me a DM or just go on and book a discovery call. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is truly an honor to be in your ears. Would you do me one quick favor and go leave a rating and review for the show? It allows people to find this free resource and get it into the hands of more people. I would be so grateful if you would take 30 seconds and go do that. I will pick a reviewer every single month to give a free session to. So please head on over, leave a rating and a review and go tell your friends. Thanks so much and see you next week.